start with me. Margaret Stevens, here. Dave Barry, here. Sylvia Shaw, here. Kay Escarta, here. And we'll note that Maggie Kraft is absent. I'll motion that. I'll motion yay. I'll second that. Oops. <laughs> Aye. Aye. And I have to make the notation on the file that this is not skates, it's Valent. And that's correctly on the HAB report that's attached, it's, it's the Don Valent file. Don spelled V-A-W-N. <laughs> Uh, I'm okay with it, um, but I did have a couple of questions just for the learning process, if that's okay. Do we need to pull it to do that? Okay. And let's pull it, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wondered if the... Uh, I had not um, remembered that we had this kind of a descending um, interest cost before each year it went down. I is this a new way the state is doing business? <laughs> no, it was done to eliminate just people purchasing in and then moving away quickly. It oh. was to give them the incentive to stay for the first five years. Then your interest rate goes down to the one and a half rent retroactive back to the date of note signing. So it's a one and a half percent loan for the full 30 years if you stay beyond the fourth fifth year yeah that's mm -hmm. a, a yeah. really nice incentive I like that yeah. but that's what the, the payment doesn't change so your your mm -hmm. monthly payment does not change because we're deferred on our second yeah it's not they don't have a payment the yeah. first mortgage is to stay the same as it is because the interest rates fixed right but the property tax impounding and the entrance impounding could change with the fluctuations and tax assessments mm -hmm. and Interest insurance costs going up and down, so that their payment could change by those figures. Okay. Right. Okay, but the bank would decide that, not us. That's right. Yeah. They do. They hold the impounds and pay them for them. And let's see. Was there anything else? Um, oh, I was a little concerned about her high ratio of 40, 40 some percent of her income going toward her payment. Is she? comfortable with that um, her gross monthly income and with all the EITI and everything into it with the first second mortgage it was 42 percent mm -hmm. the front end ratio is very good it's at 30 percent and that's where we want to see it we'll go up to 33 it actually our policies allow 37 percent 
we don't want him to go over 30, maybe 32. And her um, front-end ratio for her, what it is is the ratio between her monthly, uh, her gross monthly income mm -hmm. versus her how much she's spending on her monthly and so that only mortgage, which is principal interest taxes and that insurance. only applies to the first then not it's not ours is not included in that so it's just the first the impact right. of, of her monthly income really is the 30 percent right is 30 percent yeah the 37 is the maximum that it can be okay yeah so she's good at 30 percent her pack and ratio is a little bit high she had a lot of debt but she has a really good paying job her her boyfriend currently is going to school but he'll be out soon and you know, we have to look at it based on her income alone, and right. she has a really good paying job, and so yeah. she was very comfortable paying that. Okay. Uh, there was something else that flitted through my mind. What was that? <laughs> oh, I was going to use this as an opportunity to mention how impactful the student loans are. My gosh. Yes. She would have about $2,000 of debt if she didn't have that student loan. I hope we do something about that. No wonder that's limiting people's opportunities. Yeah, so that student thousand. loans will impact. Um, their personal loans, they're not on, they're not liens on title. Right. So the bank treats them differently, right. but they're still included. Yeah. It impacts what you can borrow. Yeah, that can impact a lot for people's ability to Yes, it purchase. does for borrowing. Yeah, thank you for discussing that with me. No problem. <laughs> Learning opportunities. Absolutely. With that, I would move that we accept the consent calendar. I'll second. Hi. Hi. So the next item we're going to request that that be tabled. Robert was sick today, Mr. Holmland, our director, so he will, I said we're going to have plenty more meetings, <laughs> so I'm sure he can make that up to you. <laughs> so we'll table it to the next meeting. questions on the activities my printer ran out of work and my eyeballs got tired reading sideways so I didn't get all the way through it but I didn't have any questions with the ones that I did read so thank you for putting that in there and I'll catch up with it try to keep that in there The, um, the thing we're looking at right now, one of the grant opportunities out there is the multifamily housing program. And that's um, a source of funds through HCD that we can use for rehabilitation, construction, and um, for permanent and transitional housing. And that's something we're looking for applicants to um, partner with the city, nonprofits, agencies, somebody who's interested in, in developing those types of units. The city can actually apply for those. But the deadline is August 6th, so there's not a lot of time. So it's just something I wanted to say. If you pass words through to your your agencies and let them know, 
CBDG? It's CDBG. It's actually not CDBG. It's HCD. It's the Housing and Community Development Department has this MHP funding, they call it, but it's multifamily housing program providing uh, low incomes with rental permanent or transitional housing. And we will need to move quickly. We'll be um, meeting with a few agencies that have shown some interest. But if you know someone out there who has a project at least in their mind and can quickly get it onto paper. They're requiring that now, aren't they? In their that's something. If we, I, I don't know that it was implemented actually statewide. Wasn't it just for the city of San San Jose? something different then okay yeah let me know it's something that I'm sure our building departments aware of if that's the case because they're the ones who take in new projects and would see that this you know if that was a rule that we needed to be providing those many you know units out of the developments that developers may be doing they're the ones who would have to require they do it uh, that's called inclusionary zoning and um, when the last um, um, county plan was being revised is being revised we some of us tried to get that included and it was defeated by the developers who don't like doing it um, they think it costs adds to the cost of their houses but it actually doesn't because if you do it correctly you build uh, smaller you use your smaller lots that are available in your development you use a smaller footprint of the building. You don't build it quite as large as the ones you plan to sell for $400,000. And you don't use your um, expensive sunken tubs and your marble countertops and stuff. You use good quality, middle of the road materials so that it doesn't look any different from the rest of the um, the development except that it's smaller square footage and um, you don't put high-end stuff in it and so you can afford to make a smaller profit on that but it shouldn't impact your your development however the building community was pretty strong in saying they didn't want to be told what to do with their developments and so it went down to defeat it is one excellent way of getting housing that is lower priced and that uh, lower income people can afford because builders make a bigger profit on their more expensive houses that they sell. And if you're going to build a house, they want to make as much profit as they can, and that's the American way. But it is not getting a lot of housing built for, for uh, middle income people, which 
middle income is shrinking now it's going lower and we have more people less able I'm saying that with a double negative there I'm sure but fewer people can afford the uh, higher priced homes and we aren't building those that the general middle class family can afford to buy so uh, I campaigned hard for it and it was something we did not get included uh, if it comes up again I'd be glad to campaign t for it again because it's one of the better ways that we can provide housing for people who are not um, at the higher end of the middle income yeah. stratus so that's my take Paul on that they could be changing that yeah. they could be in process and it could be how much um, depending on the, the judge's decision can cover and it also could be that it could be challenged in court if it's not the Supreme Court of California so I would be very interested in seeing that report Jara thank said. you I hadn't heard it today Thank <laughs> you.